Welcome to the Radical Audacity Podcast. I'm Tiffany Kane, your host. On this podcast, you are going to meet people that walk their own path, live life on their own terms, let go of other people's rules and expectations and the shoulds in life, and instead live life in their own truth, integrity, and authenticity. This podcast will give you the inspiration you need to live your own radically audacious life. Enjoy the episode. What do you want to do? This is an important question. What does Tiffany want to do? What does Martine want to do? What does Lisa want to do? What does Angela want to do? What does Jessica want to do? Being able to ask yourself what is important to you is such a vitally important question. And the adjunct question to that is, what do you not want to do? Today's podcast guest has spent the majority of her life asking that question, what do I want to do? She experienced an incredible trauma a devastating trauma at the tender young age of just 16 years old. And from this trauma, she rose. She created a life for herself that is true to herself every step of the way. It is my great honor and privilege to introduce you to the beautiful and dynamic Martine Cadet. Martine is an adjunct professor walking in the footsteps of her beautiful father. She is a professional speaker. She is an entrepreneur that created her own social media content company. She is a podcaster, a video podcaster, and just an all-around dynamic, incredible person. I had the absolute pleasure of meeting Martine in person at PodFest Expo. We were on a panel together, the Women in Podcasting panel, and we really connected and encouraged each other and inspired each other. So I am thrilled for you to hear Martine's very inspirational story of her truly choosing herself and asking, what does Martine want to do along the way? I'm really excited for you to hear this interview. Let's get into it. Well, hello, everybody. As I told you in the introduction, I have the fantastic Martine Cadet here today. You are going to be blown away by her story, by the incredible way Martine lives her life, the things that she has overcome and made it through, and just the way you shine so bright, Martine. You shine so very bright. Uh, I've had the pleasure of seeing you in person. We've gotten to hug and talk in person at PodFest Expo, which is such a pleasure. So welcome so much, Martine. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Tiffany. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have your listeners listening in. Thank you. Thank you for the space. (laughs) 
Yay. <laughs> We're going to, so we could just sit here and love on each other uh, easily. We could easily do that. But I really want the people listening to get to know you better. And you have an absolutely fascinating personal story. Um, and it, it does kind of go way back to, as a little girl, some pretty life-changing events that happened for you. Would you get us started there? What was it like for young Martine? Oh, thank you so much, Tiffany. Um, you know, I'm seeing thank you because every time I get to share that story, it's part of my healing process. It's mm. been 25 years since this happened. And you would think, right, after all these years, you'd be healed. <sighs> and every time I have wonderful opportunities, just like right now, to share my story, it brings me joy. It helps me through my healing. And it also, you know, just pushes me to support more people um, mm -hmm. by sharing my own story. And so I was a little girl. I was actually a teenager, uh, 16 years old. It was 25 years ago now. When I was in Haiti, that's where I'm from. Uh, if you don't know where Haiti is, for you listening, it's the beautiful Caribbean country. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm a Caribbean girl. And uh, we were home. It was three o'clock in the morning. My mom, my dad, and my older sister, I have two older sisters, but one of them was home with us in Haiti. The other one was in New York for college. And to make the story as quick as I possibly can, because it's, you know, just thinking about the moment, um, my hands are sweaty just talking mm. about it again. It's been 25 years. The story is I was 16 and our home was invaded by strangers with powerful weapons with them. And what was, I think, maybe less than five minutes, that felt like forever. Mm. Um, I experienced witnessing my father murdered. He was mm. shot. Um, and Martin. I saw it all. Oh, Martine. Thank you. And again, this is why, as I mentioned at the top of the conversation, it's, it's, it's a healing process for me. And today, Tiffany, for you listening, I'm reliving it all even more because my, my, my first child, I have two kids, um, she's 16 right now. Mm. And as soon as she turns 16, you know, it just, it's been a year for me just looking at her and I'm thinking about me when yes. I was 16 because I became a, I became an adult overnight after this yeah. event. And that really shaped me um, to becoming the woman that I am today. I have to tell you. I, yeah. I have chills over my entire body just thinking about it. We were talking before we hit record how both of us have children the same age and we're kind of going through similar parenting things. But to also put on your traumatic experience and how different your 16 was from your daughter's 16. And I'm sure you're looking at her going, how would she survive if something like this happened to her? And what would it do to her? So if you're okay for us to go back for a second to 16-year-old Martine, what you said you turned into an adult overnight. What happened to you? What was that that turned you into an adult overnight? 
You know, I realize I, this is when I realized you have a choice in life. Um, when I saw and, 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 cause my father passed away two days after he got shot. So he didn't die mm. at that moment. So I had the two days of kind of like assessing, you know, I had hoped that he would be okay. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So what is this going to be like? If this can happen, is this what life is? It was like a wake-up call about life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For a 16-year-old that's just like, just starting to becoming a young woman and still ready. You know what I mean? I wasn't prepared. Yeah. And so what happened to me, Tiffany, I had no choice but to take a step back and assess the possibilities of life. Mm-hmm. I was in high school. I had dreams. I knew Mm -hmm. I wanted to attend higher education. I was having conversation with my dad about it. He was big in education. And I found myself having to potentially making the decisions on my own about my life because daddy is probably not going to be with me. And I didn't know what were to happen. And I'm looking at my mother and thinking about how is she going to survive? I'm looking at my sister. And so all these things were just going through my mind. And I decided that I had to make a decision to take control. I was like, somebody's got to take control. And the only person that could take control is me. And I'm 16. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Hmm. All I know, it means that I have to have faith. All I know, it means that I have a life and I can survive because I did survive because it could have been me too that night, Mm -hmm. not just my dad. I actually escaped one of the bullets when my dad tried Mm. to push me out of the window. When he realized we were invaded, he told me, jump out. And I did. And we didn't realize we were surrounded outside the home and the invader shot at me and I escaped the bullet. And so back to your question, Tiffany, I realized I had a choice. There was a reason why I escaped that bullet. I, I, I just assessed on my own. I said, Martine, you have to understand that there's a reason why this is happening. And I couldn't tell what it was, but all I knew Honestly, in my bones, in my heart, and I'm speaking to you right now, you're probably looking at me looking down. It's because every day Mm. I wake up and I have a picture of my father on my desk and I look into him. So I'm talking to you and I'm looking at him. And every day from that moment, I said to myself, there's a reason why this happened. And as Mm. I became older, and matured, and I continue, as I said, I'm still healing, and I'm looking at my daughter now who's 16, and I get to sit down with her and, and you know, share with her. I'm like, this is why it's happened. And so at that moment, I realized I had control. I realized that we all have control. I realized that, you know, life is a moving target. And guess what? We have the ability to at least try to move things around if we want to we can do Hmm. something about it. And I was like, I'm going to do whatever it is that I have to do to survive. So you did bring me to tears. I'm just going to put it right there. That picture of your father 
listeners, she held up this beautiful faded photograph. Is that you in the picture with your dad? I'm actually in this side of me. This is my sister, mm-hmm. my mom. And that's one of many pictures, by the way. But this is the main one that's in front of me every day when I walk in to work um, at my desk mm-hmm. because he's looking straight at the camera, his hands mm-hmm. are crossed and he's very focused. And I have the words, I have stickers that I bought. Um, one says, don't give up. And the other one says, work it right next to mm-hmm. that picture. So that's what those stickers are. And he's right there with me every single day when I show up now, for myself. Are those messages from your dad? Is that what you would imagine your father saying Oh, absolutely. To you? Absolutely. I'll tell you, I, I've always been a type A type of person since I was little. I was telling the story um, on my Instagram, actually, not too long ago. My mom shared it with me. She said she remembers I was in kindergarten, Tiffany, and I would walk home from school. I would, the first thing I would do is open up my backpack and start my homework. And my Mm. mom, kindergarten, and my mom used to be like, take a breather. You spent the Mm -hmm. day at school. You'll get to do your homework. Like, it's been in me, like, to do so... Yes, don't give up, work it. You know, it's definitely something by both of my parents, my dad and my mom always installed in me. I remember failing an exam once and crying when my dad picked me up from school and he he specifically said to me, and that's when I learned and I still use this today, um, replace the word failure with experience, he said to me in French. <sighs> and from that point on, Would I Would you say you know that what? in French? Will you share that with us in French? Absolutely. Remplace ce que tu ne peux pas faire avec des expériences. Experiences. That is so beautiful. And so, yeah, don't give up. Work it. Mm -hmm. I, oh my God. Okay. Your dad sounds like an amazing human being. Thank you for sharing these memories of him with us. So now, Martine young 16-year-old Martine, has pretty much overnight decided that, all right, life is not what I thought. I don't have the safety. Um, It's a little bit scary. Things change. And I'm going to take control. I am going to not let this destroy me. So what next? What What did Martine do after that? You know, I... I apologize. I just have to take a moment. Um, Please don't apologize. I realized my mom was devastated. And Mm. I learned, the first thing I learned right away is that what we do today, what what we did yesterday, what we're thinking of doing tomorrow, all of these things are important. I'll tell you why. I was in a very prestigious high school, private high school. And my father was really the breadwinner at the time in the home. And he was gone. Mm-hmm. And I had one more year to go to graduate high school. And initially the intention was, well, I'm not going to be able to afford to have you in the school, my mom would say. And um, so you're going to have, we're going to have to figure out for you to go to the United States and see if you could go to public school and and all of that. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So my school, again, the reason why I'm saying this is because 
what I said before, what we do now, what we did yesterday is important. I was a very good student. I've always built great relationships with my teachers and so on and so forth. And when my school heard that I was going to leave because my father passed and we couldn't afford it, they gave me a year, a full Mm. grant for my last year. And they said, no, this is not what her father would want. And that's when I realized that not only what we do is important, the relationships we build is important, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you know what else I learned? I learned that when we don't speak up and we don't ask for help, we're not going to get it. And so Mm -hmm. good thing, right? Those two things Mm -hmm. happen, meaning I build a relationship. I was a great student and good thing we were authentically, you know, genuine to say without apologizing that we cannot afford the school year and therefore we got to go. And they're like, no, she's going to finish. And so that's what happened first. I focused on my col- my my um, studies so that I can attend college. Initially, my father wanted me to study in France. Um, that was the whole plan. And we had so many plans, Tiffany. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. But 16-year-old Martine finished high school. 16-year-old, 17, 18-year-old Martine came to the United States. Learn English even mm-hmm. more. This is not my mother language, right? Mm-hmm. Again, took control. Um, mm-hmm. Cried several nights, not understanding how she would afford college. Mind you, my mom would not be able to afford a private school in Haiti. How is she... <laughs> And I just asked questions, Tiffany, everywhere Mm. I was. I was a sponge. I just doubted the default, honestly. I said, well, if I have to pay for this, if I have to have a car, that means I have to get money. In order for I have to have money, I need a job. How do I get one? And so I kept challenging myself. I kept doubting the default and saying, just because I'm 18, just because I'm 19 does not mean that I cannot do this. And if I can't, there's gotta be options. And so I'll end with this. I'll tell you, um, you know, from that point till I graduated college, um, I just moved forward and I kept thinking about my dad and what would he do and what would, you know, and, and, and I just had that motivation to just, make him proud. But I'll tell you this, though, very quickly, I realized that I was not living for me. And I was Mm -hmm. living for daddy. And that's when another shift in my life happened. But I took control, I asked questions, a lot of questions, and I doubted the default every time said, Oh, you think I can't do that? Of course I can. Show me how. <laughs> and so I just kept moving, kept moving forward. I like that phrase, you doubted the default. I I think that's really powerful. And I think everybody listening can identify with multiple times in their life where there was the default, there was the expectation, there was the should, there was the being told, well, no, you're in this situation. This is what you can do. This is what you can't do. And you said, no, I don't, I'm not sure about that. I, I, I think it might be different. That's, that's very impressive. And I think everybody listening can take that, take something away from that. 
So you said something powerful, which I think gets to the heart of what this podcast is about. This podcast is Radical Audacity. It is about people that live according to what their inner wisdom says, right? They listen to their inner knowing and do things. Usually they're the hard things, but they do them because it's right. And so you said, you realized that you had been living for your dad and not for yourself. What was that like? Was it a sudden realization? Was it a realization over time? And then how did that change you? It was a realization at one time. So it was a reflection. I remember one night coming from school, from college. I was living on my own. I was living in an illegal apartment. I was Mm. actually in the garage of the house. And a one-car garage of the house. That was my apartment. And I remember walking in and I was exhausted. Working full-time, going to college full-time. And I just sat on my daybed. That's what I had. And I felt a presence. Now, I don't know who's listening, who you, what you believe in. It To me, there's a higher power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's what I've experienced over, over the years. And that day, that night, I remember feeling a presence. And I felt the presence of my father. And I, and, and it could be because I was tired. I don't know what it was, Tiffany, but all I could tell you is I was with him. He was with me and he spoke to me and he said to me, it's time for me to go. I've been with you since it's happened for the past four or five years. Cause that's the timing from the time. Mm-hmm. He was like, now it's time for me to go. And it's true because I'll tell you from the time he passed, I would see him in my dreams almost every day. Mm-hmm. And then that night he's, I felt him say, I'm going to go. I will still see you, but not as much. Mm-hmm. And the next time I saw him was 10 years later in my dream, handing me a baby. And the day after I went to my gynecologist and found out I was expecting my daughter. Oh, yeah. That's when I saw him next. But that night he said, it's time for you to take care of you. You're ready to take care of yourself. I know you can. I'm going to go now. And I remember crying (sighs) as if it had happened that night. And that's when I realized I said, I'm really on my own. Because all that time I was doing it with dad, like that, that is here, that let's go to school. Like, you know, my subconscious was like, you know, with that. Mm-hmm. And that moment was like, no, you're an adult. You know, you're heading to your twenties now. Like you're graduating college soon. Go, I'm going to go. So it suddenly happened. And I, again, another chapter of my life, right? I became another adult, right? At that point, I was like, okay, I'm on my own. And that's when it was around that time that my husband and I met. Uh, We've been together for over 20 years. And then that's when, you know, my marriage happened, college, graduation, master's degree, and that whole phase of growth happened. Because I have to tell you, it's been, it's been waves mm-hmm. as things have happened. I don't know if you can relate or anyone listening. Life is like, it, I feel like yes. it's it's chapters for sure. And so that was the next chapter for me. And I was like, okay, 
that's the next chapter. The baby young Martine, teenager, young adult is gone. Now mm-hmm. the real adult has to show up and daddy's going to be around, but not as much. Mm-hmm. And that was my realization at that point that I was on my own. So what did that change for you in your decision-making process and moving forward? I really ramped up my mind, my heart, really embraced the question and the answers. I put an S at answers. What does Martine want for her life? Mm-hmm. At that moment, because all along it was, let's go to college, let's do this, you know, let's follow the check boxes. That, but at that moment, it was, what does Martine want to do? Mm-hmm. Where does she want to work? Does she want to have a career? So where? Does she want to get married? How many kids does she want to have? Mm-hmm. Those type of decisions were decisions that Martine had to make. Not dad and Martine. Martine mm-hmm. had to make them. And so that's what that's what this did to me is pushing me to really assess what do you want, Martine? Because you know you can get whatever you want. But I didn't realize that as of yet. But I knew that I could ask. I had the, I had the permission to ask myself, what do I want? And what do I don't want? Mm-hmm. Good one. And so that's what, the, that's what happened to me at that moment. I was able to identify that, hmm, I actually can create And I actually can make choices. That's pretty cool. And I just invested in that desire and that feeling and that emotion and just kept at it. So I have two questions for you from that. I think the first question that I can imagine is going through everybody's head that is listening to this is, all right, well, when you ask what does Martine want and what does Martine not want? What would be an example of something that perhaps your dad would have wanted for you that you said, you know what, I I don't think I want that. That's not the life I want. What would be an example of that? Going away and and living in a foreign country somewhere in Europe is what he would want. Not that I don't like it, but at the time, I was like, "Mm, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to, you know, I love cultures. I love going on. I mean, I grew up part of my life in Africa. I've traveled the world. Um, and I said, well, I want to be able to st- to be stable somewhere. And that somewhere was at the time for me where I was. And so I wasn't ready to, it, it, I know he would want me to take that leap because he was also someone that took action and that, you know, he had audacity for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. He wasn't afraid. and uh, But I knew for me, if he was there and told me to do that, I'd say, dad, I just don't have it in me to do it right now. And no, I want to be stable. Mm-hmm. I want to stay here. I want to potentially build a family here where I am. And at the time was New York City. Um, and we'll see where it goes. And I know that's what he would want me to do is go somewhere far away, just like he Mm -hmm. did when he left Haiti and went to Africa and and built his family. Mm. Okay, so tiny little bird walk here. I did not know this about you. Okay, this is a little, can, can we just take a tiny bird walk? Like, what? You 
spent time in Africa. Where and how long and what did you guys do? Oh, yeah. We lived in Gabon, Libreville, Port-Gentil. Um, my parents lived there in Africa overall for over 25 years. I was born in the States, um, but oh. we lived in Africa, in Gabon. And my my dad was in the higher e education um, space, which we'll touch on at some point before the end of this conversation, because I'm smiling and you'll know why. Um, so he was a higher ed um, educator uh, in Africa. He, he ran a school and whatnot. And, um, and the reason why my parents went there is because back in the 60s, uh, unfortunately, Haiti had turmoil and political issues. And mm -hmm. back then it was either go to Canada, come to the States or go to Africa. And that's that was the wave of things back then. And so my parents decided to go to Africa. My sisters lived there uh, all up to their very late teen years. I left. I was just about nine years old mm. when we went to Haiti. Wow. Wow. That's so fascinating. Thank you for that little bird walk. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm excited to get to the part of the story that made you smile. So that's good. You used a term. And I know this term is near and dear to you because this is kind of your motto. You used the term, um, you said something along the lines of you visualized it and you can create any life that you want. You didn't realize at the time you could create the life you want, but you knew you visualized it and you knew that's what you wanted. So this kind of comes to your motto, which is what's your motto, Martine? Oh, I love it. Well, you said it, Tiffany. Visualize <laughs> and create. And we'll add what we shared at the top of the conversation and doubt the default. And so, yes, that's my mm -hmm. motto every day. Uh, because, you know, I, I have been able to do this throughout my whole life in all aspects of my life, to be honest with you, Tiffany, from my, you know, self-development journey to my career, professional career development journey, um, you know, moving up the corporate ladder. It, it all has been always for me to visualize. And then I went on and said, how do we create this? And in the process of wanting to create, you see things that says, that's the way you have to do it. And that's when you duck the default and say, nope, I don't think so. I can do it this way because these are the resources that I have. And Continue and 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 for whatever reason, it, it it's gonna push you to continue to challenge yourself. So, yeah, every day I say, okay, this is the visualization that I have about this. How do we create it? Mm, let's find the I tools. Let's find the people. Let's find the resources to get us there. Okay, so I know the people listening would love an example, but we've skipped a certain amount of your life here that is really fascinating. So. I don't know, how far ahead do we have to skip for you to get to the part where you had a great corporate job and you went, mm, I don't think this is what I want because, wow, I think we're like twin flames on this part here. So uh, we're going to ask you for a very specific visualize and create example. But before we get there, can you talk a little bit about this moment when you said, okay, this life I currently have not working for me anymore. What was that? That moment, you know, it's 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 happened in stages because you know I feel like life 
brings us situations that requires a different version of ourselves. And there's a quote out there that kind of says that, right? And so for me, as I matured, right? As I was dating guys, right? Before meeting my husband, like those are all part of it, right? Mm -hmm. Of, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to tell you, it's been stages, but most recently for me, and I, and I guess we'll circle back to that point now. The biggest moment for me was when after almost 20 years of being in my corporate job, doing so well, and let me tell you, six-figure income, this was the girl that had a town car picking her up to bring her to the airport, business class, to go to Hong Kong, all expense paid. Mm-hmm. Like that. that's the job I was in, right? Paris, mm-hmm. London, you name it. So that was the, I have to tell you, at least till this point in my life, that moment when I got that phone call that said, you're no longer employed in this job. I was like, okay, Mm. well, great. I have two choices. I either have to go take off the dust out of that resume that's been sitting for almost 20 years and find somebody else, or I'm going to go ahead and doubt the default and create that vision of me being with my kids, literally walking my son to the bus. That's the visualization I have. And now Mm -hmm. it's the time for me to create it. And I was scared. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was scared. Um, But that's, that's one of the biggest examples. And that's one of the biggest moments of my life where I said, I could do something differently it's going to be scary, um, but I'm going to do it anyway. And mm-hmm. I know if I fall, I'll be able to pick up myself. And if I can't pick up, I'll make sure that I surround myself with the people that can pick me up, my mom and my sisters included, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and I sit back and I'm thinking right now, just, you know, closing my eyes. I think we'll be here forever if I were to tell you <laughs> all the things, the <laughs> moments in my life where I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to go <laughs> with that. I'm going to go with like, it's, it's constantly happening. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you now today, even with having kids, they're an extension of this for me too. There's mm-hmm. times where, you know, cause you visualize as a parent, you visualize what you would want for your children so that yes. you can help them create their vision. And so now it's, it's them and, and, and supporting them in that journey of saying, what do you want to do? What do you see for yourself? What do you want to create? I'm here to support you create. I'm here to give you the resources to create. And so for me, it's a, it's a daily thing. Um, every day I get challenged to, yeah, to make that decision and say, hey, I don't have to do this. Do I have to do this? And 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 really design what I want. And you have designed something pretty amazing. What are you up to now? So that that big giant job, mm-hmm. I you got laid off and it was the time when like everybody was getting laid off, right? Yeah. Like so you got laid off. You said, okay, I am gonna design 
a life that works for me where I get to walk my son to the mm-hmm. bus and I get to do A, B, C, and D, these things that I want. What were some of those things you visualized? And then what did you create? What was it that you actually created yeah. that you're in doing today? Yeah, thank you. I, you know, I rolled up my sleeves for anyone listening. You know, I didn't wake up yesterday and lost that job and was like, I got this, right? I can do it. And then it, it worked. No, 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 no. Um, I do have to share that, you know, during my time in my corporate career, I did start my visualization activation. Um, and so I started building my, my positioning, um, primarily online. Um, I saw that there was so much opportunity, um, to show up and build something and create while working a day job. Again, I doubted the default, right? I said, I want to do something different. How in the world am I going to do it with a demanding day job? And I was like, the internet. And so when I lost my job, I decided to look into what I had built to date as a side hustle, if you want to mm-hmm. call it that way. And throughout the time of me being home and, you know, just dipping into that severance and just giving myself the deadline of finally moving forward and really making a decision. And I said, you know what, Martine, it feels good to drop, you know, the kids to school and be able to attend parent-teacher meetings, like stuff that I couldn't do, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, the one, so what I did, I said, I decided to answer the question, what do you want, Martine? And I said, what I want is flexibility. Mm -hmm. I have no problem working. I love to work, but I want flexibility. And again, back to the beginning of our conversation, Tiffany, remember when we were talking about when I said, even when I was 16, when my dad passed away, I asked the questions. I wasn't afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. 25 years later, I said, I want flexibility. I have the credential. This is my background. What are the things that I can do to still be in my truth and still be able to work? Because I have no problem working, but have that flexibility. Mm -hmm. And so... Let's put the package together. What do I do today? Well, I do so much, right? <laughs> and those yes, are the do. things that I do because I embraced, um, you know, just just the, the, the desire of, of having that flexible life. And so I'm a professor. My dad, mm-hmm. remember when I was smiling? <laughs> Which is why you were smiling. <laughs> this is why I was smiling. I'm a professor at three different colleges. Mm-hmm. In my state. And that came about, you know, that would have to be another conversation. Mm-hmm. But for you listening, and hopefully you're getting inspired. Honestly, it's about, again, showing up, asking the questions. It was honestly, Tiffany, through a conversation with someone that had nothing to do with knowing me and just having the con and building that relationship. And that's when it was, hey, have you ever thought? I'm like, oh, so I'm a professor today, which gives me, you know, the ability to work. It gives me the ability to influence and be with the, you know, young adults. And it's in college Mm -hmm. education. I love that space, right? And the flexibility. Alongside with that, I have the opportunity to run my own company. 
that I had started as a side hustle, right? Yes. And so, which is why, like my daddy said, like I said it in French before you guys listening, everything you did yesterday, you're like, yeah, I screwed up. I wasted my time. I lost so much money. Complete failure. Nope. We're changing the word failure to experiences. Because let me tell you, Tiffany, till this day, every time I walk into the classroom, every time I go on Zoom to teach to my students and grading those papers, I would have never been able to do that had I not go through the experiences that I had. Uh Between corporate, between my own personal growth, everything has a reason. And so for anyone listening today, let me tell you, listening to this conversation, trust me, and I hope and I truly believe that Tiffany and I are in your earbuds because it's super important for you in your growth, in your journey. And so it takes time. And so Mm -hmm. today I'm a professor, I'm a mommy, I get to be able to pack up this weekend and drive my daughter to a pre-college program without having to call my boss asking for the day (laughs) off on Monday. Yes, yes. (laughs) Because you are the boss. I love it. I I am. And you just launched a show that you're doing in a pretty audacious way. What is the show you just launched? Thank you. Yes, it's called Visualize and Create Show. And so it's a video podcast. And I'll tell you, Tiffany, you inspired me so much. Uh, When I met you, I pop fast and I met all the amazing women. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time I had the podcast. And again, it was on hiatus. Mm -hmm. And I have goosebumps. And I have to tell you, you and, you know, the whole crowd and this whole dynamic we had at PodFest inspired me to relaunch it. Mm. And I'm so glad that I did because I needed the clarity that you gave me. I needed the purpose to be reignited. And I couldn't find it. And I found it with you guys. And so thank you. Yes, the show is called Visualize and Create Show. It's currently a video podcast. I have it streaming on YouTube as well as audio podcasts, but it's also available as an app on your mobile device, or you could make some popcorn and sit in the living room and turn on your Roku TV device and watch it on your big screen TV. (laughs) That is so exciting. That's one of those things, Martine, like I didn't even know you could do that. When I saw you were doing this, I was like, okay, not only did Martine start up her podcast again, but she did it in a really big way. It's so cool. and so exciting. It's so audacious. I love it. Okay. So on this audacious moment, I think we'll make the transition into the fun part of this episode of this interview where we get to learn a little bit of a different side of you. I'm a big book nerd. The people who listen to this podcast are big book nerds. So we always love to know, what is it that you're reading, Martine? I am rereading Kendra Hall's, um, I'm just going to pull it right here for anyone watching, uh, but I'm rereading it. This this one here, Kendra Hall's Ooh. Stories That Stick. Um, I read it once and this is my second time reading it and 
I love it so much because I'll tell you, I mean, just looking at some of the pages, the purpose of stories, uh, you know, the, the, the value of stories, like those are some of the words that come out of the, it's such a great book for you, in my opinion, um, that's yet to wanting to share their story because I was there. Mm -hmm. Um, and for you to understand that your voice has so much power. Mm -hmm. um, in helping others. And it's just, it, it helps you structure your story so that it's even more impactful, um, to the people that you communicate with. And listen, you don't have to be in business to know how to storytell. This could mm -hmm. help you in your day job. This could help you with mm -hmm. your children. This could help you mm -hmm. with your relationship. It's a communication book, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. and so that's what I'm reading stories that stick by Kendra Hall. Okay, that is going on my reading list. It looks really, really good. And the space that we're in, you know, podcasting, so important to tell stories. You also do quite a bit of public speaking. That's important to be telling stories and drawing people in when you public speak. So I love that. That's really mm -hmm. beautiful. And then with all your social media presence, it's important. We're storytelling yeah. even on social media. I love that. That is really, thank you. On my reading list now. I love it. Okay, hardest question of the day, Martine. Are you ready? Are you mm, ready? <laughs> drum rolls. I know. I'm They're ready. making the movie. <laughs> They're making the movie of your life, and you get to pick three songs for the soundtrack. What would they be? <sighs> woo, woo, woo. You know, definitely, definitely, regardless of which song it is, it has to be one song from Coldplay. Okay. Whether it's Yellow or Universe. Coldplay is in that movie as one of the soundtracks, for sure. I saw them live. Um, oh, fun. But my ticket's like nine months ahead of time. I was in tears. <laughs> I was like dying. Um, so definitely Coldplay <laughs> is in there. Uh, we got to put, you know, I have so many songs, but I have to tell you, um, the one that really gets me going is my girlfriend, Lizzo. Oh, um, yes. And I think it's because I just purchased the tickets to her concert this fall. Oh, fun. And I just love her, like, audacious self and just... Oh, yeah. Like, for those for you watching, you're like, why is he shaking her body? So I'm shaking my body. Because I love just how open and her words, and she just makes me happy. Um, so that soundtrack, her latest one, um, or any of them She would makes be... you proud to be a woman, doesn't she? Yeah, You listen to Lizzo, you're like... Dang, I am a strong woman. Yes. I yes. love Lizzo for that. I yes. Every time I listen to one of her songs, I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Proud to be a woman. This is, yes. <laughs> she does. She definitely does. And I'd say if I have, the, you know, the third one, it's it's my girl, B. Uh, Beyonce would definitely uh, be part of this soundtrack for sure. I mean, again, I have a long list of her songs that I would want her in um, to have in my uh, in my movie, but definitely the those those would be my top three artists. And you know, I can't call out any specific song because I know <laughs> any of them would work because <laughs> I have them on replay all the time in my car when I'm mm -hmm. driving like their playlist. So. Any of them would work. So Coldplay, Lizzo, Beyonce, you're coming. We're going to produce this movie. Let's do this. So yeah, sounds good. That would be Let's it. do this. They're <laughs> they're on they're on notice. That sounds good. <laughs> okay, it. final question of the day. This is a podcast 
all about radical audacity, doing the right thing for you, even if and nobody else understands, and even if it's actually the hard thing. So what is your act, your most recent act of radical audacity that you're really glad you said heck yes to? Yeah, you're going to laugh. And I so, love these. This is my favorite question. You're going to be like, what? So I got this. Uh, you're the first one to hear this and you listening too. I feel uh, Who knows? By the time this plays, you know, I don't know what that journey is going to be like, but I said, why the heck not? I want the flexibility. I'm a, I'm, I love people. I love connection. And so I said yes, most recently, to become a sales consultant for this uh carpet company that many people know. (laughs) (laughs) I told you you were going to laugh. And so uh, my husband's like, what are you going to be doing? I'm like, listen, I binge watch HDTV. I said, going into the fall, my daughter who's going to high school, she'll be driving. So she's like, she's good. My 10 year old is going to be 11. During the day, there's times I have dead zones if I'm not working out, if I'll go sell carpet and make money (laughs) (laughs) and make friends and help people decorate their homes for two hours a day. Why the hell not? So yeah, I said yes. And guess what? Who knows what that's going to be? And if it sucks, then whatever. But (laughs) at least I know when I die, I tried. <laughs> on your epitaph, <laughs> best carpet saleswoman. <laughs> okay, I know, I know who I'm calling when I need a new. I, I'm thinking of redoing my little living room area. There you go. So. See, everybody needs to work in their house, and so, yes. and I love, I love home decor. My corporate job background is in home decor. I'm like, this is the perfect fit. I, yes, let's do it. And so, yeah. I love it. That is hilarious. Martine, <laughs> this has been such an amazing journey with you. I mean, from goosebumps to tears to awe to laughter, you've taken us on a beautiful ride today. So thank you for sharing all of that with us. I know people listening are going to want to reach out to you. How can they reach out to you? Oh, I love it. Thank you. I I enjoyed this conversation so much. And I knew I was going to have a great time with you because I love what you do, Tiffany. And I love the show. I love what you do, um, you know, and, and, and everything you stand for. And so thank you. Um, and so to get in touch with me, listen, I love people. I would say do not hesitate to reach out to me on Messenger, on social. You can email me, my name, martine at martinecadet.com. And let me know that you heard the conversation with Tiffany and I, and I want to chat with you. Like, you know, I want to make it simple. Go on my website, martinecadet.com. There's no opt-in or anything like that. Just reach out and let's chat. I, I'm all for, I believe that we all can do so many great things. And if you feel stuck and you just want to vent maybe about your boss mm-hmm. at work, I don't mind talking to you because I know how it feels. Um, And so, yeah. So martinecadet.com is my website. You'll find all my social handlers. If you're not on social, because I know many people either have dropped out of social or are just, you know, not into it. Just go on my website. And then from there, you can message me. You can email me. And I'll be more than happy to connect with you. Yeah. 
Oh, Martine, you are such a joy. Thank you Thank so you. much. Your gorgeous smile, the way you glow, the way you take us through all of our emotions in such a beautiful way. This is just, I've thoroughly enjoyed today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Tiffany. Okay. Did I tell you that you would absolutely love this interview with Martine, or did I tell you you would love this interview with Martine? There are several fantastic takeaways from this interview with Martine. One of the things that I really, really love that she said was to always make sure you speak up and ask for help. Being that the theme of this podcast, the theme of radical audacity is raising the volume of our voices. This is truly so important. Speaking up, letting your needs be known and asking for help. And asking for help is truly the biggest act of courage that anybody can do. It takes so much courage to ask for help. And that is exactly what Martine and her family did is they spoke up. They said, we need help. Our father just got murdered. We need help. Can you help? And people did help. And so she was able to see the goodness of people after a terrible, horrible tragedy. She had that beautiful French saying that her father told her, replace failure with experience. That word failure, any time you use the word fail or failure in your vernacular, exchange it for experience. Instead of my marriage failed, what about my marriage gave me some powerful experiences and lessons that I can use to grow from? My marriage was a powerful learning experience. My marriage gave me the experience of giving me these beautiful children and learning so much about myself. I got to learn what I like and don't like. Or losing a job. I failed at my job. What if that job was a really powerful experience? I learned what I am good at in the workplace and I learned what I am not good at in the workplace. I learned the kind of people I enjoy working with and I learned the kind of people I don't enjoy working with. What if we exchange the word failure for experience? Isn't that just the most powerful, powerful image you can put in your mind? Oh, I love that so much. And finally, she said that relationships, it's the relationships that we build that are so important. Relationships, those are what are important. And if we remember that every step of the way, what relationships are we building? What relationships are we building with ourselves? What relationships are we building with our children, with our significant other, with other family members, with our friends, with people we work with? Uh, if we're building businesses, what relationships are we building with the people that we serve? Relationships, it's everything. And remembering that every single relationship is so very powerful. I loved this conversation so very much with Martine. 
She is so correct. If you can visualize it, you can create it. And I loved her statement, doubt the default. Like if people are saying, this is what you should do. This is your next step. This is what should happen. This is how you should feel. This is the action you should take. Doubt it. Really? Ask. Ask. Be curious. Really? Is that really the next step? Is that really what I should be doing? Is this really the best thing for me and my family? Thank you so very much for being on this episode with Martine and I today. I truly hope you'll reach out and connect with Martine. She is just dynamic and beautiful and so much fun to connect with. Check out the show notes. You will see the information on Martine there in the show notes. And if you feel like you would like support on your path to being able to replace failure with experience, go ahead and speak up and ask for help. I'm here for you. I would love to help you on this journey. I am starting a very small mastermind group, select group of people, and I I would love to help you, to have you on this journey, to help you be on your path and your journey to constantly be asking, what do I want to do? So listener, what is it that you want to do? Speak up, ask for help. I am here for you as you learn how to raise the volume on your voice so that you can be seen and heard. Have a beautiful day.